So back in April, I uploaded an episode called Why Aren't More People Talking About SNK's Shareholder, Mohammed bin Salman? Uh, in the episode, myself and Soleil, a guest on the show, talked about the concerns and issues with uh, Mohammed bin Salman aiming to be a shareholder majority of SNK. Uh, in this episode, I want to do a quick update on how I feel about this now. Also, uh, I want to update a few other things and then also just get us up to speed as to what the heck I'm talking about. Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. This is where we talk about topics that are going to help us level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Sometimes they're political, sometimes they're just things that I'm interested in. This episode, I think, tends to be a little bit more uh, business political, I suppose. I don't know how to describe that. Uh, but either way, I, I want to talk about that episode. And so, yes, welcome to FGC Philosophy. And let's get right into it, shall we? What's going on, guys? I'm the philosopher. I am an esports coach, commentator, competitor, uh, lots of things, I suppose. I, I talk about a lot of stuff. <laughs> I do a lot of things in the esports gaming realm. Uh, but today we're talking about SNK. Now, Personally, SNK is a company that I hold near and dear to my heart, uh, not because of fighting games though. Now, when I was younger, I didn't really play a lot of SNK fighting games, and if I did play them, uh, I didn't play them very well. You know, I, I grew up and I got emulators and I started getting into some of the crossover games and getting into KOF, stuff like that. Uh, I did love Fatal Fury. If I would consider that SNK game. I don't could be wrong. Let me just look it up real quick. Yeah, so Fatal Fury is one of the publishers slash developers of that game. So yeah, that definitely applies. But nonetheless, I grew up playing Metal Gear. I grew up playing Metal Slug X, uh, which is a side-scrolling shooter. It is you know kind of like Contra or or something along those lines where you're walking to the right or left and you're shooting bad guys. You're basically killing Nazis slash. Saddam Hussein <laughs> and aliens. It gets really, really weird. Metal Slug X was at a movie theater, and before we would go into the movie, we would get there early and play a bunch of this game on as many quarters as we could get from our parents. Uh, so I grew up loving Metal Slug. I still love that series. I've played pretty much all of them. I have I have multiple copies, like physical copies of Metal Slug. Like when it came on an Xbox, I had like the jam pack of a bunch of different Metal Slugs. Uh, I love that game. And I, it just, it's always holding near and dear place to me. Uh, and, you know, I kind of grew out of it because they stopped making those games for the most part. When they did make them, I would play them. Uh, I didn't really play them as dedicated as I did with Metal Slug X. Like, that's the one specific game that I just, I don't know, going to the arcade and playing these games like that, The Simpsons, TMNT, uh, you know, the old Ninja Turtles, the old X-Men arcade cabinets. I love those things when I was younger. I just, I lived for that kind of stuff. So we fast forward to now, and we, we have to talk about Muhammad bin Salman. And if you haven't catched the last episode, first off, uh, I'll put the link in the description for you guys so you can get up to speed on that one. But as a quick refresher on who Muhammad bin Salman is, because uh, I think there's some updates I need to also share with you guys as well. So first off, Muhammad bin Salman is, uh, as far as I'm aware, the, still the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Uh, but he's got a lot of other... Uh, jobs under his uh, title now so he is the crown prince indeed uh, but he's also the deputy prime minister and is also a chairman of the council of economic and development affairs he's a chairman of the council of political and security affairs and the minister of defense uh, he's the world's youngest at the time of his appointment 
so he, he he's doing a lot of stuff right he he is seemingly doing a lot of important jobs and i don't know what his credentials are outside of the fact that his dad is the king of saudi arabia now this is the person who owns uh or is aiming to own majority share in snk and in case you don't know some of the things that he's done uh he has been accused by america and other countries of war crimes and so in case you guys didn't know jamal khashoggi was a journalist who was uh, found to be assassinated by people who are closely connected to uh muhammad bin salman and that is one of the most mainstream pieces of news that we have on this person but there's been tons of other deaths that have been connected to him uh within civilians in that country of saudi arabia so there's a lot of uh controversy around this person now i like to leave a little bit of space for just in case maybe the news got it wrong maybe he is uh not as bad but my personal opinion is it seems like you know where there's smoke there's fire there seems like there's been a lot of bad things that have been connected to him now he has in some sense taken responsibility for the death of Khashoggi but uh you know it's in an interview you can find it pretty easily uh I think it's someone from either America or from the UK and he talks to them has a translator all that kind of stuff but the way he plays it off is just incredibly concerning to me uh and so yeah so this is where we are and i found that also during the last conversation and if you want to know more we talked about this in more depth uh with my guest soleil so i will definitely put a link to that episode not so much you know for self promotion but mainly because i don't want to reiterate things i've already talked about i wanted to share my thoughts on where i'm at now with snk uh, and not necessarily pin it to muhammad bin salman himself but just really look at how I feel about this personally, but also I want to uh, share some excerpts from Soleil who did shoot me a DM and I'm going to make sure I get permission before I, I post this. But either way, uh, me personally, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about here was the fact that they uh, recently put out a mobile game from SNK and that mobile game was a Metal Slug game and I was actually pretty excited. I've been more open-minded towards mobile games uh, I'm still very cynical about mobile games. You know, I've been gaming since I can remember. I've, I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, and so I definitely look down on mobile games, but I always give them a chance first when it's like big publishers or developers before I just say, ah, it's a cash grab. But I played it, I tried it out. It looks really cool, but it does, it just feels like a, a cash grab. It feels like a gotcha game, you know? And it's really, really disappointing. It's not really surprising, but it's just, it's not the direction that I want most publishers to go in it feels like what they're doing with konami and, and other uh developers and publishers as well uh, and so that's incredibly disappointing and then we have king of fighters around the corner and if you're going to buy the game i'm not trying to talk you out of it that's not why i'm here i just want to talk about a topic and just let people think about things before they just start spending money on it uh, a lot of people are just very impulsive with their money and i do think personally that people should be a little bit more hesitant before they just start spending money on things and really thinking about uh morally what they're doing with their money and so if anything this is a conversation you can just think a little bit better about how you're utilizing your money uh because one of the most important things that i want to talk about is the fact that if you want to get a game but you don't want to support the developers or the publishers like sometimes there's ea games that i want to get uh, but my morals, adhering to my morals and values are more important. So I'm not going to buy it new. Now, one thing a lot of people don't think about is if you buy a game used, that profit doesn't go towards the publishers and developers. Uh, so if you're really someone who knows they want to get this game, but they don't, you know, they feel conflicted about 
buying an SNK game because it's going towards a war criminal. You know, <laughs> I can't say I blame you because that's where I sit right now, and I'm I'm just not buying KOF right now. I, I just it's not for me. I'm not that excited for the game personally anyway. So it's not like I'm taking a stand saying, oh, I love this game and I'm not buying it. It's more like I I appreciate the game for what it is. I'm excited for other people being excited about the game, but I probably wouldn't buy it day one even if Muhammad bin Salman wasn't involved in this company. So for me personally, I'm not really taking a big stand. I just, I'm more likely to not spend money on it if it's going towards the publishers now. But if it's used for like 20 bucks, I'll probably pick it up. And that's what I would encourage you to do as well because in my opinion, playing a game that is made by a publisher that you don't like isn't the same thing as buying a game and sending money to that publisher because they're, they're not getting that information saying, hey, this person bought a used copy of our game that goes towards some number for us. No, they don't, they don't see that number. They don't see the resale numbers. I mean, I guess if they're working at, you know, if they look at GameStop numbers or something like that, they can access those numbers. Uh, but if you're buying it on eBay, Amazon, or, you know, on Facebook or something like that, or just from a friend, that's not going towards any data that's going to help them or any sort of money that's going to help them. That's going towards the pocket of whoever uh, sold the game to you. And uh, that's one of the biggest things for me is that's what I would recommend. Uh, I've worked at GameStop for six years and I stopped buying games new anyway, especially from publishers that I just don't respect anymore. Like EA, Bioware is getting there, Bethesda's getting there, Blizzard's kind of already there. Uh, although PC games are a little bit trickier because you can't normally buy used copies of that. So ignore that if you're a PC player. But with most fighting games, you can get them on console. So I'm talking to console people right now. Uh, and there are websites that do sell CD keys uh, that are on the up and up. But uh, that money doesn't go towards the publisher because they're buying the CD key and then holding on to it. And then the price depreciates. And so they just sell it or they sell it in a bundle or something like that for a good cause. Uh, so that money doesn't necessarily go towards the publishers. I don't know as much about that, so I can't necessarily promote that kind of concept because I don't know which websites are on the up and up and which websites actually do give money to the publishers or whatever. Uh, so I, I can't say that with certainty, but if you do know, let me know and let the people who are listening to this podcast know as well so that we can help each other out. Uh, because I want people to enjoy the games they want to enjoy without sacrificing their morals or their values in the process which who thought that we would be getting to this point but we are here we are definitely here it's been going on for a while honestly with stuff like this this is a little bit next level where there's a peep there's a person that's supposedly responsible for the death of thousands upon thousands of people uh, i'm pretty sure the number is very high i'm lowballing it right now because i don't want to overestimate it but uh yeah again i encourage you to look into this again i'll, I'll put the link for the other podcast as well but nonetheless you know i wanted to look at this tweet real quick and i'll, I'll read some of this and, and reflect on this myself and think about this and maybe share my thoughts on this topic as we go so uh in this comment they reach out to me saying hoping you and your loved ones have been staying safe amidst delta which i appreciate that thank you we uh are so far covid free uh we are sick you can hear it in my nose I'm, I'm kind of stuffed up right now i just went to the doctor for a sinus infection so i'm recuperating i'm good thank you very much for that i appreciate that likewise to you as well uh, just reaching out because i don't know anyone who has an emotional connection to fighting games and i needed to share with someone i just watched ashes kof 15 trailer and it breaks my heart feeling like i'm watching this fragmented part of myself 
with which I long to reunite. In addition to pain, however, I feel a renewed sense of love for these characters and a corresponding motivation to happen upon a third way to recover SNK rather than a scorched earth boycott. I feel ashamed for avoiding activism these past several months, though I hope to jump back in now reinvigorated. And I just wanted to say thank you again for being a truly meaningful source of validation that's made this all so much more bearable. While this may sound incredibly first world, these characters really are my language. These characters are my love language slash primary mode of expression. Thanks again for reading, listening, sending you in your tribe good vibes as we finish out this year. Thank you so much for that response. I greatly appreciate that. The feeling is mutual towards you. Uh, and let's dig into this a little bit. So I, again, uh, to recap from the last conversation that I had with Soleil, uh, he, Soleil is very passionate about this game. Uh, the character design, the gameplay, uh, the art. Soleil really connects with this game. And I can't, blame I really can't I can't I can't blame this person for feeling that way uh, there are several games that I feel emotionally attached to and so I I can relate KOF isn't that game for me but I definitely have games where I feel exactly the same way and, and uh, one great example is Metal Gear Solid I've been streaming it on my twitch channel links down below for that if you want to check that out uh, but I I haven't been able to beat Metal Gear 5 because I've been so conflicted with the whole Konami Kojima situation that it's been hard. And I'm also very neurotic about the order of games that I play. And so I haven't been able to bring myself to beat Death Stranding because I just have to beat games in chronological order. I know they have nothing to do with each other, but I gotta beat five before I beat Death Stranding. That's just the way my brain works. And so it makes it very hard because I'm so conflicted with Metal Gear 5 and the way that it was made and everything that happened. Uh, it's just been so hard for me. And it's, that's way more, you know, to kind of repeat his words, it's way more first world <coughs> of an issue versus a, a known war criminal owning a game and trying to get majority share in a game uh i feel like my concerns are way less valid than this particular topic of snk and mohammed bin salman uh so soleil i think your your feelings are very valid i admire your honesty and i i empathize with your conflict you know this is a tough topic to talk about and you know morals and values shouldn't really come into play when it comes to video games but we are at this point and as we become adults and as topics do get politicized and as politicians and uh, people get involved in video games it's hard to avoid these kinds of conversations and so we have to navigate these waters this is the first of maybe many issues in the future because you know uh honestly you could talk about china tencent and blizzard so it's not necessarily the first uh honestly now that i'm thinking about it out loud saying this out loud it's not the first publisher developer to have this issue uh china and blizzard and tencent um you know and riot uh, these have all been social slash political issues that have been popping up because people are putting their morals and values first over just having a video game we're adults now who love this medium but we want to make sure that uh this medium doesn't conflict with what we believe in 
And I think that's a good thing. It's an annoying thing, but again, uh, you know, video games are a luxury, in my opinion. And as much as I want them to remain a mainstay in my life and in the life of uh, most people that enjoy it, uh, it is a luxury, which means it's a privilege, which means that there are more important things in life that have to take priority over video games. And sometimes those those topics kind of clash. They, they intersect, right? And so to, to get back to this, you know, I, I think... Soleil, for for you, no, I, I'm not going to judge you if you wind up getting the game first off. Because I don't, I don't want you to think that you know, I feel like you're a hypocrite or anything like that. Uh, I would recommend, like I said before, to consider buying the game used or resell uh, so that you don't have to send money towards that. So that there isn't that conflict of interest. I don't think personally playing a video game is the same thing as supporting a publisher. You know, you get into DLC, of course there's going to be DLC. I don't know if there's been any announced yet, but I, it's a fighting game. It's a video game. It's 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 going to have DLC. It's going to have downloadable characters, maybe some skins or something like that, and new updates or whatever. And that, that gets into another territory where you can't really uh, get DLC without sending it to the publisher. You can get it on sale, so you do mitigate how much money does go towards the publishers and developers. Uh, but that's about all I know that you can do as long as you're, you know, doing things legally, uh, which is unfortunate, but I get it. You know, publishers got to make their money and most people make their money nowadays through DLC. Uh, so yeah, that is the reality of the situation. Uh, I do feel sorry that you feel any sort of shame. And again, I do empathize with you, but hopefully those are some actions that you can take. You know, we've talked about that, about some things that we can do. Uh, for me, again, it's not truly a boycott, and I'm not really being an advocate for boycotting SNK because I don't know enough about the involvement of Muhammad bin Salman with SNK. He could just be reaping the rewards of a company that he put money into uh, and not really influencing it. Uh, he could just be, you know, if, if I was a crown prince and I had the money to do so, I would definitely buy a video game company. You know, I would buy a publisher. Like, I would probably buy konami fire all the people at the top and then put back in kojima and be like yo here's the money make the games you want to make uh let me know if you need anything but uh yeah i expect you to to do your job but uh i'm gonna let you have your creative freedom because that seems like the kind of person that you are there are some people there are some publishers and and uh leaders who need a set goal right some people operate that way Kojima doesn't seem to be one of those people. You give him the money, you give him, like, he might already have the everything he needs. He just needs the resources, like money and such. And he makes what he wants. It's not going to be for everybody. But that's, I, I can't blame Muhammad bin Salman for being, he's about two years older than me. He's like 36. He was born in 85. I was born in 87. So he's two years older than me. I can't really fault the dude who has probably infinite amount of money he has like eight jobs and he's a prince so he's probably raking in the cash right now and if he's a war criminal like supposedly that you know we do believe him to be he probably is making a lot of money under the table as well probably not so legal depending on which country's rules you're looking at uh, i don't know much about saudi arabia's laws and such so i can't even begin to assume on that level this is a shorter conversation where I'm just kind of updating and sharing my thoughts on this topic because uh, I just want to keep this conversation going. I don't necessarily think there's anything that needs to take action, but I think gamers who are in their adulthood, you know, 25 and up, should keep, you know, one eye on this topic because I do think there's going to become a point where 
people are choosing to bury their head in the sand because they don't want to talk about topics that are painful for them because they'd rather just play their video games and, and not deal with anything else. You know, uh, I believe Nintendo's been having that issue on a very minor scale. Blizzard's having that issue now where a lot of people aren't buying Blizzard games. You know, you have companies like Amazon that are dealing with that kind of topic. A lot of people are dealing with this kind of issue. A lot of companies, gaming and non-gaming, that are dealing with this so i think having a conversation a respectable open-ended conversation about how we feel about this is is really really important to continue to maintain and i appreciate soleil for reaching out to me and and kind of reminding me to talk about this topic because i've been thinking about it you know i played that metal the slug game like less than a month ago and i just recently uninstalled it because i tried to play it for like a month i wanted to give it a chance to be like i'm not going to judge this game i love this series so much like, I really, really enjoy the series, and that's one of the main reasons I play KOF is because the Metal Slug characters are in that game. And I think that's so awesome of a crossover uh, that I, I tried out KOF for that reason. I wound up playing other characters other than, you know, Leona and some Ralph, stuff like that, because I didn't like the way they played. But I just thought it was cool that there was a crossover. So that's where I'm going to leave this conversation for now. You know, the next part is you guys sharing your thoughts on this. What do you think? Do you Are you going to buy KOF? Does this topic, does knowing that Muhammad bin Salman is a shareholder in this company change your opinion one way or the other? You know, why or why not? Let me know in the comment section. That said, thank you guys so much, and I will see you in the next episode.